Welcome to Cure Chronic, a place where we have deep conversations and hear amazing stories about chronic disease and more. Here's your host, Becky Gale. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm really excited to announce another lovely guest coming from sunny California, which it's actually colder there right now than it is up in Canada. Could you imagine? (laughs) Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this is Annie. Annie, why don't you go ahead and tell us your story? Sure. Um, So my name's Annie. Um, I I have rheumatoid arthritis. Um, I was diagnosed when I was um, about 27 years old. Um, and in that, you know, in that point in time in my life, I, I was living in New York city. Um, I had a very kind of stressful job, you know, very active life. I was, you know, doing Ironmans and triathlons and marathons. And, um, you know, I started feeling like everything just started to hurt and I knew that something was wrong and I, I couldn't figure out what, um, and so, you know, and this was kind of coming off of a, an Ironman that I had just completed. Um, and like, I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. Like I was just tired. Um, everything hurt. And, you know, I felt like an old person and I was only, you know, in my twenties. So, um, and I had been going to physical therapy for like a shoulder issue. And I'd been working with this amazing doctor at, um, at hospitals for special surgery, um, Dr. Callahan. Um, you know, and I just, it just wasn't getting better. My physical therapist is like, I think something's wrong. Like you're not kind of bouncing back like you usually are. Um, and so she ran a bunch of tests and she's like, you know, I, I think you actually might have rheumatoid arthritis. And I was like, what, <laughs> you know, I, I thought that only affected old people. Um, and you know, and autoimmune diseases do run in my family, but not, no one really had this, at least that I wasn't aware of at the time. Um, And so, you know, she sent me to a doctor um, and she, you know, she kind of was like, don't feel scared when you go into the waiting room. There's going to be a lot of people there who are like older and really sick. She's like, you are not sick. Like you are, you are fine. Um, And so I go to this appointment and it's like an older gentleman, a rheumatologist. And, um, you know, it, it, it just had been very upsetting, like the whole just notion that I would be you know, have joint issues and because I was so active. Um, and so I was already just like very emotional. And I remember like going into the, um, the doctor's office and he sat me down he's like, so why do you think you have rheumatoid arthritis? And I was just like, started crying. Um, you know, and I'm like, well, cause someone, you know, a doctor told me that I might have it, um, after running some tests. And so, and he, and he was like, oh, well, we'll put you on some medication and you should be fine. Um, you know, that was kind of it. And I was like, I need to find a new doctor. Um, so I ended up finding a new doctor. She was lovely. Um, you know, starting me off on, uh, I started taking Plaquenil pretty early on. Um, and for the most part that, you know, that really worked for me. Um, I was, I pretty much only had like one flare a year, uh, for about the first six years or so. Uh, you know, I was doing really well. Uh, and then, you know, we moved to California. Um, I had kids and kind of in between my, my first and second child, I started having like horrible flares. Um, you know, my hands hurt my feet. I was just like fatigued, you know, couldn't again, like kind of like couldn't get out of the bed in the morning, but like brain foggy, um, feeling. So, I, 
Yeah, you know, and then I, I had my my second child, and then um, my rheumatologist at the time was like, "Well, let's put you on stronger medication." Um, and it, I was kind of up until this point. I, you know, now looking back on it, I feel like I was in denial for a lot of my, um, you know, disease. I guess you know, I'm like, well, I'm healthy and I'm super active and this doesn't bother me. And, you know, and I also didn't tell anyone that I had it, you know, like it was a big deal for me to tell like my, my husband now at the time when I was dating him that I, you know, had rheumatoid arthritis. Cause I'm like, no one really knows. And I don't want people to know because I don't want people to think that I'm, I'm sick. Um, you know, because I, I viewed like sickness as like a weakness and I'm very like, you know, type a, um, you know, go getter. I was in, you know, I worked on wall street, like, you know, I was just had that like mindset. Um, and so I just, I really didn't tell anyone, you know, even when I, I switched careers and became a dietitian, um, you know, I was in school and we, you know, we talked about rheumat rheumatologic conditions and autoimmune conditions. And I still like, you know, didn't even tell my classmates, like no one really knew. Um, and so once like the, like my medication stopped kind of working and I had to go on like more medication, um, you know, the side effects of that, they put me on methotrexate. It was just, it was awful. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, and I don't really, and to this day, I still don't think it made a difference and I'm still on it, like slowly trying to wean myself off, but I don't think it's really doing anything, um, except, you know, gave me like complete brain fog and fatigue again, and like digestive issues and screwed up my menstrual cycle. I mean, it was just, it was horrible. Um, and so about, I guess it was last summer, um, you know, my rheumatologist was like, well, you know, I think, you know, and again, you know, my, my, I, my joints are, are pretty much fine. Like I, I really have like minimal symptoms. I would say I feel very lucky in terms of kind of what I've seen from other people. Um, but she was like, I think we want to switch you to like a biologic. And I'm like, I really don't want to go that route. Um, you know, I don't want to have to take an injection every month. Um, so I kind of took matters into my own hands at that point. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm, I, this is like, I need to accept it and start doing something on my own to like make myself feel better. Um, so I had started, I did like a whole, um, food sensitivity, like blood test, um, and followed a whole elimination diet. I also saw um, an integrative health uh, doctor who put me on like supplements, um, you know, and I think at that point I started to really kind of, you know, accept the fact that I have a disease and um, I began talking about it a lot more um, and kind of within that like three months, like my joint pain pretty much went away, um, you know, and I, you know, I think it was a combination of kind of diet changes, um, you know, taking some supplements and just like, you know, de-stressing, focusing on sleep, you know, kind of everything combined, I think really helped. Um, but, you know, it kind of then came full circle like this winter um, when I decided to kind of move my nutrition practice more as like to focus on more autoimmune diseases and help people. Because I realized that, you know, your conventional doctor is not telling you that, yeah, diet 
probably like probably plays a role in lifestyle management and all of these things that you can do to really help your symptoms and, and make your disease a lot more manageable. Like people probably aren't being told this unless they seek it out themselves. Um, so yeah, I mean, and now, you know, I kind of told myself like, I, I really want to go into remission and I want to kind of, you know, experiment with all these different things to, to really, you know, make this not, you know, more manageable because it's, it's not bad, but, um, I do want it to go away, you know? And I think I'm learning that, you know, kind of, um, not being in denial and like accepting the fact that I do have a chronic disease, um, you know, that whole process and really kind of, you know, taking, uh, being more kind to myself, I think too, and just, you know, taking a step back from everything and focusing more on me and not just like everyone else, like my kids and, you know, my family, um, is, is really important. It's something that like I need in order to heal. Definitely. There's actually a really great book that I'm not sure if you've heard of it before, but it's called When the Body Says No. And it's all about that, how instead of, and, and it's so funny, my pot, and I'm going to say this on almost every single one of my podcasts, but it's like, people that have a chronic disease, we are a type, we are a type of people. And it's like the type A personality, the people that will put the masks on before they put their own on, but puts the whole plane on before they put theirs on, you know, and it's like their body is saying, no, 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 no. You got to take care of yourself first there, honey. You know, and if you're, you're on wall street, you're all busy, you're doing whatever you are, you know, so it's, it's just crazy. But yeah, I'll have to, I'll send you the link to, for that book. Cause it's, just like, just like what you say. Yeah. So, so what are you doing now? Like what's your career path? Um, so I now have a private practice. Um, I've had it for a few years, but it was kind of, it was a lot more general. Um, and so now I'm, I'm really focusing more on helping people with, you know, either autoimmune or just like inflammatory issues, yeah. like GI issues, um, you know, um, hypothyroidism and mm-hmm. ulcerative colitis run in my family too. So okay. Um, you know, I'm kind of well aware of those, um, conditions as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's kind of this winter, I kind of shifted more towards that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's been really, you know, it's been really fun to see, you know, people improve, like symptoms Mm -hmm. improve, um, and just feel better. Um, and that's why I kind of got into nutrition in the first place. You know, I, I did finance for over a decade and, um, you know, I liked it, but like, it, you know, you, you don't get much benefit. Like I wasn't passionate about it. You know, I mm. like, I wasn't helping people. Um, so this is just a much more kind of rewarding career, I would yeah. say. And just see, you know, being able to help people and, you know, teach them about ways to kind of manage their diseases is just, it's really rewarding. Yeah. And I think what you're doing is huge because you're right. Like we need more people to educate on the different diets and stuff. Like for me, like I have Crohn's disease and a lot of people who have Crohn's or rheumatoid arthritis will have either or. So for me, I get, I actually just this year started suffering with rheumatoid arthritis and you know, I like what you did. It's like, I've changed my diet, flipped it upside down. I don't 
Like I stay away from processed anything at all costs. And I know if I have anything processed, it's like, well, just wait in three days, your joints are going to feel like crap. And I, and I went vegan too. And I found that, you know, dairy, eating dairy was such a bad trigger for me. Um, Mm -hmm. But nobody taught me that, you know, those are things that you have to find out on your own. And so what you're doing is you're not only helping people understand and and how to eat better, but you're getting them to a point where they, they're going to get to like either feeling better or remission faster than they would have on their own, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, even I, you know, I have a family member with, um, with ulcerative colitis and the second she told me, I'm like, you need to go see a dietitian. Like her gastroenterologist didn't even like send her to a dietitian, just gave her medication. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like (laughs) you need, you know, there's, there's dietary things that you need to be aware of. And, you know, she, within three months, she went to remission just by changing the diet. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so crazy. It's like, they want to just give you all the medications like, and, and methotrexate. Oh, I know how you feel. It is brutal. I started losing my hair on it. I was crazy on it too. Like it was bad, bad, just bad. So I didn't take it for very long. So when you said that, I was like, Oh no, no, no. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, And I'm thinking of just like stopping it (laughs) cold Turkey. I know I shouldn't do that, but um, yeah, I mean, it just, even, you know, and my, my menstrual cycle, I think was like the most frustrating thing. Cause I like mm-hmm. always had like a very regular cycle. And then all of a sudden I took this and it was like totally out of whack. And, oh, yeah. and I even asked my doctor and she was like, no, I, you know, I don't think that's a side effect. And then I Googled it and it was like, yeah, <laughs> it totally is. I know. Well, that, that happened with me too. And I went to my doctor and I was like, I'm losing my hair on this medication. And I was like, I switched doctors after this, but they looked at me and they're like, well, that's not a side effect. So you're obviously making that up or something along those lines. And I was like, well, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, I don't know. I feel like our medical system, it solely relies on the fact that they want you to take medication. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even though your diet could possibly be more effective than taking certain medications. Cause you have to remember too, like a lot of these medications are incredibly harsh on the body. So yeah. Yeah. And can, you know, give you more like nutritional deficiencies that they don't even mention. So totally. Yeah. I mean, I, um, so I've, I've recently been seeing like a functional medicine doctor, which I think is something that, um, you know, for a while was like really out of my comfort zone. Um, but I did find someone that I, I, you know, who came like very highly recommended. Um, and, and I mean, yeah, she, you know, and, I, and I'm a very healthy person, like in general, like I eat really well and I exercise and all this stuff. And, you know, even with my own diet, like I was severely like deficient in a bunch of like my B vitamins and I wasn't like oh, digesting wow. fats and, you know, all this stuff that like, I had no That's idea crazy. and no one had ever tested me for it. So, um, so yeah, you know, I feel like you kind of with anything, you really needed to take matters into your own hands and kind of... Mm-hmm seek out the best, you know, treatments or methods for, for your own self, because I found that your doctors are not necessarily going to tell you, you know, all these different things that you should try. Yeah. A hundred percent. So what do you think was the hardest thing that you had to go through when you were diagnosed or maybe before? Um, you know, I, I think it was, it was just, you know, getting the diagnosis, like for, I mean, I felt pretty awful like right before and I feel lucky that, um, you know, my, 
my sports medicine doctor was, was really aware and on top of it, which I feel like it's very rare for someone kind of in that field to make the connection. Um, because I think if she hadn't, it would have taken years for them to kind of figure out what was going on, which I know is very typical with autoimmune diseases. It, it takes, you know, some people wait three or four years until they're like actually diagnosed. Um, so I, I feel lucky that I was diagnosed quickly, but kind of up until that point, I mean, it was, I, I like, I, I couldn't even like go out with my friends. Like it was, everything was just really painful. Like getting out of bed, like moving my shoulders was just agonizing, you know? And once I kind of got moving, I felt better. Um, and then obviously when I, when I first was diagnosed, I had just started a new job. So, you know, I was leaving all the time for doctor appointments. And again, I didn't really want to tell anyone what was going on. So um, I think that was pretty difficult too. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think one of the hardest parts when you get diagnosed with a chronic illness, that's a lifetime illness is accepting that fact. You know, and and then and then opening your up yourself up to other people and and telling them what's wrong. And I I swear I was in denial for probably three years, maybe four. Like it's it you know, it's so hard to accept the fact that okay, this is a lifelong illness, and and especially with like something like arthritis, especially when you're that young and you can't move. I know that. I've been there. You literally yeah. get out of bed and you feel like you can't walk. Like you fall asleep crying cuz you're in so much pain. Like I know. It's brutal. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I'm in, I mean, it took me I mean, over 10 years to finally like talk about it. So, yeah. you know, it was a long time. I was really in yeah. denial for a long time. Although it wasn't, you know, I say it didn't really impact my life that much until um you know, I started having, I had my kids, mm -hmm. um, you know, but even then, you know, I was, when my daughter, you know, when I was pregnant with my first child, you know, there's all these other hoops that you have to go through because you're on medication. So, mm -hmm. you know, I kind of, they watched me like very closely and, you know, both my kids were like smaller kids when they were born. Um, and so that, you know, that was kind of, stressful too, just yeah. knowing like, and I didn't want to take medication when I was pregnant, you know, you kind of, yeah. I, I hate taking medication just in general. Um, so that was kind of a difficult thing for me to kind of get over just yeah. the fact that, you know, I had to take it while I was pregnant and, you know, worrying about the side effects, but luckily, you know, everything was fine. Your um, kids are healthy. My kids are healthy. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But, you know, and then you worry, you know, with an auto, you know, having autoimmune disease in your family, you know, do you pass those on to your kids? So, yeah. you know, that's something that's like always in the back of my head. And, you know, I'm trying to teach them, you know, how to manage stress and, you know, they're little, not quite there yet, but, you know, just eating a good diet and, you know, being kind to yourself and all of those things are obviously like really important. So hopefully yeah. I can kind of pass that along to them too. Definitely. And I don't think that there's pretty much any parent out there that, well, I mean, stereotyping, how many parents teach that to their kids sort of thing about the taking care of yourself and not being stressed out and, and eating healthy kind of thing, because those are such important aspects to being a healthy human in general sort of thing. So mm -hmm. that's, um, that's awesome. Yeah. So what do you think has been the best thing to come from all of this? 
Um, you know, I think recently, I mean, again, kind of with my like accepting of the fact that I do have a chronic disease, um, it's really allowed me to take a step back and um, reevaluate kind of my life and my priorities. Um, I feel like now I'm kind of in a place where um, I, I have the ability to really not take on so many things at once um, to kind of manage my stress levels. Um, because I, I do, re, you know, kind of looking back, I was pretty hard on myself. Um, not only just like mentally, but like physically, like I did a lot of endurance events and, and I love it, but you know, I'm realizing that like, I probably put a lot more stress on my body than I needed to. So kind of right now I'm in the process of just, you know, being more kind to myself. Um, and, you know, and you also build a sense of resilience when you have a chronic disease, just it makes you aware that you can, um, you know, handle things and it gives you, you know, confidence just for, you know, overcoming obstacles and roadblocks because you've kind of done it with your own health. So, um, you know, I think that has been kind of a big benefit of just managing it. Yeah, it's pretty funny when you don't, um, you know, before you start to slow down, you don't really realize how much you're putting on your body and what you're doing and the stress. Like, I, I'm kind of the same as you when in my early 20s, I had, you know, three, two or three jobs at a time all the time. And I would go to the gym all the time and, and work out for two, three hours at the gym, you know, for whatever reason, <laughs> um, you know, and you don't realize that that stress on your body and that disconnect from the mind, body and soul kind of thing, if I might be so hippie, um, really affects the, in, your insides. And it obviously does to a point because, you know, I got sick. I started flaring. You got sick. You started flaring. It's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's having the ability to take the time for yourself. But the funny thing is when you get diagnosed, when you get this disease and you literally have to train yourself to slow down because you're so not used to it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard. And it it's is so, so hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I am like always, you know, like go, go, go. And then it's like, <laughs> you know, like, this past week I've been sleeping in and, you know, just not really even like, I mean, I try to be active every day, but, um, at the past like month or so, I've been really like taking it down a notch and, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And you just kind of gain this appreciation for like your body and the fact that you don't have to like beat it up every single day that, mm -hmm. you know, taking care of yourself is also like really good for your health, not just like, you know, going out and running like six miles or something. Yeah, I'm kidding. That's so <laughs> true. And it's, and it's great because you can like, you know, for me, what I do every morning now, like I make sure I don't start work until noon, but um, I, you know, I'll go outside and have a coffee outside in the sunshine and just sit there and just enjoy the day because I can. And, and, you know, it's, it's being able to appreciate the small things and spend the time, like the quality time with yourself meditation. Like I meditate all the time now, like it's wonderful, mm -hmm. but like being able to, like I have a dog and I love spending time with my dog and spending quality time with my boyfriend and stuff. Cause I find that when you're in that state of like being rushed or on the go, 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 you just, you don't appreciate the time that 
with your loved ones or with your pets or with yourself. You know, it's, it's really, really important. Something that I've found, it's really important to have self downtime. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, and especially now with like, you know, the shutdown, um, you know, I, I spend a lot of time with my kids, like more than because mm -hmm. they're at, you know, preschool and daycare and, That's cute. um, you know, having them home was just, it was really nice. I mean, stressful a little bit, but like, <laughs> it was just really nice to like, just spend the day doing like art projects with them and teaching them about, you know, we, yeah. we did the whole 50 States. So we learned about all the That's 50 cute. States and, um, yeah, you know, it, and that again, you know, kind of because I'm like now my like healing process is, is a lot more recent. Like, um, it, it is really nice to just, you know, have time for yourself. Like I also, mm -hmm. I started meditating, um, which I find like so incredibly helpful. Um, it's something I've been trying to do for like 20 years, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. And <laughs> me and my sister, like, yeah, my sister <laughs> bought me a book, like it was like a birthday years ago and I got through the first chapter and I'm like, I can't do this. Like, you know, I had like so much going on in my head, but yeah. now I like actually look forward to it. Just, you know, taking a break and like breathing. It's just so important. <laughs> and does yeah. such wonders for like your sleep too. Like my sleep is oh, so yeah. much better now that same. I meditate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. I, same, same, same. It's like, I, I had such a hard time for years because I'm like, I can't, like my brain doesn't shut off. Like I just can't do this. But I actually found um, in January, I started doing this type of breathing. It's called the Wim Hof breathing technique. And it's amazing because it actually helps change your autonomic nervous system. Mm. Um, so it specifically helps with like Crohn's, colitis, and any like autoimmune disease like that. So like, I bet you it would work pretty good for you. I'll have to send you a link. Um, okay. If you want to try it, it works great for me. But you know, I always find that if you try different things sort of thing, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's like, since January, like I notice so many different, like I'm so much more patient with myself and I just mm -hmm. feel so much more grounded and yeah, it's awesome. I don't have inflammation and I'm not on medication. Like it's huge. It's just crazy. But like meditation, yeah. it's, it does wonders for your body. Just so it much really wonders. Does. Yeah. I got a, um, it's called like an inner balance trainer where you like hook it up to your ear and it, it you try to keep like your heart rate variability. Like, and I don't quite awesome. understand the whole science of it, but, um, that has just, you know, helped me in yeah. terms of like staying on top of it and forces me to do it. But, um, That's so cool. but yeah, it's been, it's been great. And I'm still, there's all these different other methods that like, I'm, I want to like explore too, like transcendental meditation I've been meaning to do for oh, like yeah. 10 years. <laughs> I just have never gotten around to it. So that's like on my list. Yeah, definitely. There are so many different meditations that like, I don't know. I, I tried this one. I can't remember what it was called. It was called Theta Healing, I think. And it was, it was incredible because I've never experienced that type of like out of body experience before and and you literally feel like here i'm sitting here but my body's like over here it's oh, weird wow. yeah it's really weird but it's it's so cool and then you wake up and you feel like all tingly well you don't you don't fall asleep but like you get up and you don't you feel all tingly like your body has just been separated from, i don't know it's weird it's really cool it's called theta healing oh yeah yeah so what do you, um, what do you think has helped you the most up to now with your disease? Um, you know, I, I think it's kind of all of the different components in terms of, um, 
you know, changing my diet, you know, I, I took out all of like the foods that I was personally reactive to. Um, I tried um, the autoimmune protocol in January for a little bit. And now I'm mostly, uh, I'm trying paleo for now just to see how that goes. I was vegan like before. Um, so it's quite a shift, but um, I'm trying it just, you know, see how it yeah. goes, I guess. Um, so, you know, I, I think the diet for me has been a huge component. Um, mm -hmm. And then also just, um, you know, de-stressing, focusing on like relaxation, sleep, um, you know, I've looked into, uh, I, I was, I just attended like the, I think it's called the super trauma conference. They had oh, it online. Cool. Um, you learn about like, like traumas in your life and, you know, healing from those. So that's something I'm kind of looking into now, but, um, yeah, you know, I think, and everyone is different, right? So mm -hmm. you kind of have to figure out what's best for you and what works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I think diet especially, and then um, the kind of the lifestyle things have really, really helped me. Yeah, definitely. Did you find that the autoimmune protocol helped? So I did. <laughs> um, the first two weeks were, were pretty good. And then I made a total mistake. I'm, I'm actually reactive to tapioca. Um, oh, <laughs> but forgot that cassava and like arrowroot are like related to tapioca. So I started right. like making things with that in it and I like flared. Oh, so, <laughs> I'm like, shoot, <laughs> shoot. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I didn't, I mean, because of that, I don't, it didn't help me so much, but yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, I still, I still pretty much follow it except for mm. I include like nuts and seeds. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 I know a few people on it and they like live by it. It's, it's awesome. But I think that, you know, like you say, everybody's body is so different. So it's like, what works for you is not going to work for every single other person on the planet with rheumatoid arthritis. Same thing with me kind of thing. So. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and I was vegan like last fall after kind of my, did my food sensitivity. And, um, you know, I think the hardest thing for me was taking out all dairy. I had been like mm -hmm. cow dairy free for like years, but it was still mm -hmm. thought like goat, sheep, whatever, um, would work. But once I, I took those out, I'm like, Oh, might as well try being vegan. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't eat that much meat anyway. Um, right. and so, yeah, I, you know, and I felt pretty good on that. So I don't really know if there's a difference between, you know, paleo vegan or whatever, yeah. but I'm just trying certain things to see if, if they work. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's like you say, like the elimination diet, you just have to figure out what works for you because once you have it and you're good to go, like you can start introducing things back in. Like I still occasionally have eggs because I really enjoy them and they don't seem to affect me anymore. Like, I don't know. Some people say that they're super inflammatory and some people say they're great for you. So I'm like, I don't know. But yeah, it's just finding what you, what works for you, of course. And mm -hmm. what, yeah, it's just, it's just so strange how much food affects people differently and, and how, how much our bodies like absorb things differently as well. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I was reading a study that, um, uh, they looked at kind of, uh, you know, a healthy group of people and like people with autoimmune diseases and, um, 
there was like a huge incidence of like food sensitivities with like the autoimmune mm. population versus like the regular population. Right. You know, it's not something that is really talked about so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, it can be a huge trigger. Yeah. And I think that there has to be some type of a thing in our medical system that says, okay, if you have autoimmune, you need to go figure out your diet because I think there's a huge, huge connection between the two of them because, you know, how can I go off all my medication, go vegan and I'm fine, you know, and then there's other people out there that are suffering like crazy with Crohn's disease that have to have surgeries that have to whatever. And they're taking all this medication, but they're still having like a cheeseburger and fries, like on a regular basis. You're like, okay, you have to stop doing that to yourself. Yeah. But yeah, it's crazy. It's, if you don't know, like, how are you supposed to know if no one tells you, you know? Right. Right. I mean, it's kind of with any, you know, with any disease, like you look at like cardiovascular disease or, um, you know, type two diabetes, like a lot of those can be fixed with, with diet, diet and lifestyle, but like people are just, and I talk about this with my husband too, like, um, changing your diet is really hard for some people. Right. And changing your lifestyle. I mean, any lifestyle diet changes, like it's yeah. not easy. And a lot yeah. of people would just rather take a medication and you know, use that as like the bandaid for yeah. how long it works. But you know, at some point it stops working. It starts being effective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's what I realized with me. Like I was taking Plaquenil for, I don't know, years, like 15 years. Oh, wow. And it's, you know, it's been, it was fine. And then it just like kind of stopped working as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting, you know, thinking about those types of people too, that, you know, would rather just take medication as opposed to change your diet. It's like, if you think about how long it'll take you to kind of, introduce a new diet and start changing your habits and that sort of thing. Like call it, it takes between maybe three to six months to really get on a new pathway to a healthier lifestyle basically. And it's discipline. It's a daily thing, whatever, but like three to six months in the grand scheme of things, instead of having to take medication for like you say, 10 to 15 years and it not working, it's like, you could be a totally different person after that three to six months, call it two years. It's just, it's crazy. But you know, people with our society nowadays, they need to have that fast acting, the instant relief kind of thing, because our brains are so wired to being like, okay, go, 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 go. It's like you play on your phone and you switch from application to application you text you email you do this you do that you're on facebook twitter well that's how fast your brain works and so instead of taking the time to change your diet or change and i'm stereotyping here not everybody's like this of course but you know they just want the 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 instant relief it's like okay this medication is going to make me better in two days perfect i'm taking it yeah yeah i mean it's and you could be like totally off medication and totally fine if you just change, you know, made a few changes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and you know, and it's, it's frustrating when I work with with clients who kind of have that mentality, it's hard. Um, Yeah. It is hard to kind of, you know, say, well, yeah, the change is difficult, but you do it for a few months and things will be so much better, but Mm -hmm. you know, it is hard to make those changes. So, yeah. Well, I had, um, so I, I, when I got diagnosed with Crohn's disease, I actually went back to school for nutrition as well. And so I sometimes help like friends and family with their diet changes and stuff. And I just recently helped a friend's dad and like he has type one, type two diabetes. And, you know, he would just, 
when he would feel like when his sugars were off or whatever, he just wouldn't eat the next day. And I'm like, that's so bad. Right. (laughs) And so finally, you know, I had to sit down with him and say like, look at, you need to decide if your desire to get healthy is more important than your desire to eating carbs and different foods. Right. Like, and you know, so I sat down with him and we ended up kind of writing down a bit of a, not really a meal plan, but like kind of, you know, you want to eat once every couple of hours and hopefully this works for you sort of thing. And then don't eat after eight o'clock at night and whatever. And so, but thankfully it's like when you get that, that decision in your head, it's like, okay, I have to take control of my health instead of my desires controlling my health. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, but the great thing is, is I think he's lost like 15 pounds already. So it's, and it's like, but these people, and especially your clients, it's like, it's so hard to watch them because in the back of your mind, you're thinking, or in the back of my mind anyways, it's like, all it takes is a few months, all Mm -hmm. it takes of dedication. And you could be so much happier, so much healthier. That's all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's kind of working with people to understand that, which is, Mm -hmm. which is challenging, but like once they do, it's just, it makes such a difference. Yeah. It is life changing. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you can go back in time and tell your younger self something, what do you think that would be? It would definitely be to just, you know, slow down <laughs> and, and not be so, um, I don't know if ambitious is the word, but, you know, I, I set like pretty lofty goals for myself and just in terms of, you know, work and career and, um, you know, activity and so forth. And I think... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I was so determined to do things that I didn't listen to myself and listen yeah. to my body. And, um, you know, I wish I would have, you know, done that a little bit more, you know, just say, you know, you have one body, like take care of it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I just, I think back to like my 20s and even into my 30s and I just, um there's a lot of things that I think I could have done differently to, to, you know, not be in the place where I am now, I guess mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I definitely don't regret everything that I, I did in the past. You know, I've learned from everything, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there's been some huge benefits to, you know, having, you know, having a job that I had and, you know, doing all my athletic events and, all that stuff. Like I did enjoy it and I'm really proud of my accomplishments, but, um, I think, you know, for me having autoimmune diseases in my family, like I think what definitely kind of triggered it for me is the stress and the excessive like exercise. Um, mm-hmm. so if I think if I could have kind of toned that down a little bit, um, I just would have been in a different place. Yeah. And it's, and it's hard when you're in that mindset too because I mean when you're a type A like us it's just like nope I gotta be the top of the best of the best and everything blah 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 you're like oh yeah I know how you feel (laughs) I know and again that's not you know what's important is that you're kind to people and you Mm -hmm. you know and you make a difference and um and you enjoy life like I feel like I was a lot of times I was so stressed out and had so much on my plate that I just couldn't like stop to enjoy, 
you know, living in Manhattan, which was amazing and having like an amazing group of friends and family. And, you know, you're just so consumed with like your own stuff that you just don't appreciate everything else that you have. Um, So I'm, you know, now I'm trying to kind of do more of that. Yeah. Stop and smell the roses as they say. Yes, (laughs) for sure. Go take like my dog for a walk and yeah, you know things like that. <laughs> Enjoy the sunshine and whatever. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's the little things. It's always the little things. I know. If I knew, if I knew then what I know now, I had to really think about that. <laughs> my, like it's amazing how how much different our lives would be. But at the same time, it's like what you say. You know, if we didn't go through all that, we wouldn't have learned what we needed to learn to be the people we are today. So that's important exactly. as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, could you give any of our listeners a bit more advice for their struggles? Um, You know, uh, when things were really bad for me, I kind of just would take one day at a time. And, you know, every day is different. So if you're having like one really kind of like crappy day, like there's always tomorrow and, um, you know, things will hopefully get better. Um, You know, and the other thing is, you know, I, I think the kind of now was helped me the most is, um, you know, accepting my, my disease, um, talking about it more, and then also taking the initiative to um, explore alternative therapies um, because your conventional doctor is probably, unless you have an amazing like doctor, um, they're probably not telling you all of these things that, you know, would benefit you. Um, so I think that was for me kind of like taking control of my own health and like, really, like I even, you know, started tracking my labs and, um, tracking symptoms and doing all of that stuff just on my own. You know, I think that's, that's really important and it's helped me, you know, just feel like I have more control over, over my disease. Um, you know, not my disease controlling me. It's, I'm actually kind of in the driver's seat. Yeah, that's, I think that's so important and, and definitely being your own advocate for everything as well. It's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. So, but definitely the whole, like you taking control of your disease as opposed to the disease controlling you. Cause I think that's, that one's a hard one to really understand, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just takes healing takes time too. So mm-hmm. being patient with yourself and, yeah. um, and just, you know, trying, trying everything to see what works. For you, yeah. I think is, you know, just having the patience and sticking with it. Yeah. Well, the way, the, the one thing that I think about when, when all that, like thinking about the patience and, and the time it takes and that sort of thing, it's like, if we think about how long it took our bodies to get it as sick as they are, you know, like I think about mine, it's like, I was sick for probably close to 12 years before I was diagnosed. And it's like, and then you expect a turnaround and you're healthy right away. That's not going to happen. It's going to take years. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's you know, like you say, it's taking it day by day and then just giving it patience and, and being persistent with it a hundred percent because you will get healthy. It's just a matter of time. And it's just a matter of how much you're willing to like how much effort and how much you're willing to do in order to, to get healthy, of course. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time and your advice, Annie. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, 
So I have it. My Instagram account is autoimmune.rd um, or my website, annierubin.com. Um, you can find more about my, my services there. Um, but yeah, that's a, probably the best place to reach me. Perfect. Awesome. And we'll have all your contact details and everything on the podcast description as well. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah, no, thank you so much. And all right, ladies and gentlemen, our lovely listeners, Annie and I are off like a herd of turtles.